begins with this gate drop. guys here uh drop us a comment let us know where you're watching and how you're watching we are trying to work on some of our statistical analysis which is the fancy word for we're just trying to figure out if we're more popular on facebook or youtube so if you could go ahead and uh drop us a comment uh let us know where you're at what you're doing tonight it's uh snowing here in ohio which it's april so mother nature yeah mother nature is playing a bad april fool's joke on us right now it is uh it's not that much fun uh especially when i'm out in the garage losing ferals to my throttle cable i'm trying to adjust my throttle body (laughs) it is i still never found that thing man really but it no no i ordered a new one luckily rocky mountain had them in stock so (laughs) If you are watching on Facebook and YouTube, uh, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Uh, This does help us out a whole bunch. We are a passionate crew. We do this all out of... It's just a passion for the sport. We're all friends from... I, I mean, we're all on the East Coast, but we're nowhere near each other. Like, we've never even met in real life. This is all through social media and... uh just really liking the sport you know so it's uh please like comment share and subscribe it does help us out a lot um while you're doing well not while you're doing it preferably after you like comment share and subscribe jump on over to power to the ground.com jesse has been working really hard trying to get this all set up uh he's basically rebuilt the whole website and i think personally it looks awesome i could sit there and watch that video that plays on the home screen all day it seems like yeah it's a it's a good he's done a great job with it um also while you're over there do not forget to stop by and grab a do it for dale t-shirt uh be awesome get you one i have one tiller has one i got my brother one it's uh it's an awesome shirt and then i saw today that uh scott plessinger had one I don't think no it's way. the power to the ground one. I think he made one. His whole his whole Instagram is full of just pumping up Aaron. It, it's awesome to see how much he loves Aaron. But yeah, it's uh, well, yeah. I mean, it is kind of his kid, you know. But it's uh, stop on over, get you a power to the ground, do it for Dale T-shirt. They are they're comfy too. I, have you had have you gotten to try yours on yet? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I wore the. I think I got it the day before the last cows cross and I got to wear it. I'm going to take it with me on my motor trip this weekend and rock it. Nice. I don't really remember the last couch cross. I was completely just destroyed. You were so wet. yeah, it was a long day. So I think we did 12 hours at the track and, and a cross country race. I was pretty much over the day by the time I got home. Uh, also big shout out to Sean over at bro taco hot sauce for, for supporting our, us in our crazy endeavors um it, it, he even went out and made the uh the old brap sauce this one right in the middle i just had some on some pizza while me and uh tiller were here trying to get everything set up i i love it i still wish he would make it by the gallon i i would buy a gallon i you would I bet yeah you. yeah let, let's fill this guy up right here with with some brap sauce and and i'll be good for like a week 
<laughs> so uh while you're checking out bro taco hot sauce at brotacofoods.com don't forget to use the code pttg for an extra 20 percent off um that that sean just just showing us love you know not only did he make a hot sauce for power to the ground he also hooks all of you guys up with 20 percent off and it's really good like i'm not just saying that because he's a sponsor if he even if he wasn't and i found this stuff i would still become a lifelong friend like this is his his passion child is this hot sauce and it is amazing it's great stuff you know uh, right before we started tonight too i got a notification he had a pre-order up of some new some uh, sweet new merchandise that he's got coming out i picked up yeah. some of those shirts and i got a shipping notification this evening that that new shirt's on its way Oh yeah, he doesn't mess around with shipping. Uh, what was it? I, we were talking to him the other day, and he hurt his back or whatever. But he's like crawling around on the floor, still trying to fill orders. Like that is dedication. That's I, I don't know how he does it. Like I've had back injuries, and I absolutely I don't want to move. Like I don't even want to talk. You know, when when my back hurts. So for him to still be going out there and trying to get orders filled for us is it, it's amazing. You know, like his dedication is through the roof. So it's uh, we also got Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. Uh, you can visit them at sunstar-breaking.com. Um, I'm rebuilding our website right now for Sunstar and Breaking, and I'm not an IT guy. You can ask Jesse, unless it includes me hitting a computer with a hammer. I don't know how to fix it. Um, but I do... I am trying to figure out how to set up like a promo code on our website. Uh, but in the meantime, if you email me at support at sunstar-breaking.com and you put in like Tiller sent me or I heard Doug blabbing about whatever on Power to the Ground or Jesse sent me or even David or Coda or Sean or, you know, it's something to do with Power to the Ground in the email. I'll hook you up with 30%. So let's, uh, I don't know. Let's see if it works. I, I, I have no idea. It's, it'll be fun though, I think. But that is it for our sponsor reads. Don't forget, if you do want to be a sponsor, reach out to us. Um, I got, as you can see, I got plenty of room on this, on this wall behind me. You know, I even, I moved the Sunstar. Well, wrong side. <laughs> I moved the Sunstar sticker. Uh, I I did have to get a new backdrop. The other one was my projector screen, and my kids wanted to watch Disney movies, and they weren't super stoked on seeing a big Sunstar sticker in the middle of their Moana video. So I did have to actually put up my normal screen and do a little bit of work. So uh, let's try to fill this fill the wall you know if, if you want to sponsor reach out to myself uh tiller jesse and we will try to do our best to figure something out with you um other than that what what do we have going on tonight tiller i, I know we got fantasy stuff we missed it last week we have yeah. to pick it up this week yeah I, i'm pretty stoked about that i the pickums is awesome it it might be one of my favorites because it shows love to the 250 guys as well as the 450 guys so and you then can't argue with the fact that it brings in the 250 guys i think that's that's definitely one of the reasons why i like it and then i think it's one of the more fair oh no well, no not fair i don't know 
I just enjoy the scoring system because it's simple, but it's just enough to where it like, you know, it rewards doing well and then it rewards doing well, really well, just enough to give you that edge you deserve, you know, for not just picking and choosing. Yeah, yeah. It's not just kind of let's hope we get lucky. Like you guys that play play pulp during supercross i don't know how you do it like i get so frustrated doing it during outdoors when there's twice as many guys on the track and you guys are over there talking about like oh i did good in pulp i'm like how do you do good pulp on supercross like how do you do it you know what i mean that's uh luckily you know for for guys like me a little bit more simple-minded don't understand all the handicap stuff uh jesse has put together uh what i think is, is an amazing fantasy you know, I can like, what was it two weeks ago or something during the last race? I had actually just overheated my quad, got back to the trailer and had an oh shit moment. I hadn't set my team yet. So while my brother's trying to cool off the quad, I'm sitting over there setting my team, you know, there, I didn't have to look and try to figure out what handicap or who's doing this or who's doing that or, you know, so it's, uh, I love it, you know, especially it, we're busy you know we're adults so it's uh i i don't know oh Come yeah play no, it, with it, us, it rewards know? it rewards research you know to an extent oh, yeah um but it also it's not it doesn't have a high skill cap you yeah. know you don't have to worry about studying too much to do well you know you just got to pay attention there's some luck involved um like this season regardless of what league you're playing in and there's there's nights where you know you go you we'd finish qualifying and Zach Osborne looks like he's going to be in the top five pretty easy. He and Marv both. And then all of a sudden at the end of the night, you're like, where'd those two go? You know, (laughs) and no matter what league you're in, somebody's suffering somewhere because we all thought Marv and Zach were going to do better than 10th and it didn't work out. Yeah. Not even a little bit. No, that's, uh, that's surprised me. That's a, that actually, I want to bring up the, the other talking point that we were talking about this week that we want to talk about. And that was just kind of going over the two fifties. We didn't, we didn't really get to show them a lot of love last week you know we were uh we were going through doing some t- statistics on some of the 450 guys and, and figuring that stuff out so I, I think the 250s need a little bit of love this week from us what about you oh man? yeah oh yeah no we can definitely we can definitely touch on them because that's part of what i wanted to talk about with the 250s is that that same thing with the in fantasy um especially not well we'll say positions three four five on the east coast the first one this year, the, you know, those, those swapped around once we settled down to it being the Colton Christian show. Um, and you know, those were, those were going around a lot, constantly changing every week. You know, you'd have Hampshire up there. Shimoda was starting to show us, uh, showing Ed Moseman, Oldenburg, uh, Volan was doing really well, providing some people with some points. And then he didn't make it too much further after, uh, was it Indy two? Indy round one i think think yeah it was was round round one because my wife was there and she's like you want my kids to do this (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's, statistically it's a slim chance he's going to end up at this level of supercross and have that happen to him um pretty slim but yeah, yeah the so just in general for our fantasy the to go over how it works we got five top five, two fifties, four fifties. You got to pick who you think is going to get first, second, third, fourth, fifth for each one. Scoring's easy. 
whoever if you pick somebody out of those five people and they're in the top five, you get one point regardless of what position they're in. If you picked Christian Craig getting second and he ends up getting second, he gets you two points instead of just one point. Pretty straightforward points. So you get ten picks. You get anywhere from zero to twenty points over and over the course of the night. I don't. We haven't seen a, a perfect score for anybody um, all all season yet. There's nights where we probably thought we were going to. And honestly, the the highest scoring night we've had so far was Arlington three, and it was a the highest by far um, as far as total points earned from everybody. Um, I think, what was it? We had the average score on Arlington three was 11. And that was including somebody even getting a two that night. Um, we had 15s, 13s, but the, you know, with 10, with 10 guys, 10 picks, two top fives, you'd think it'd be pretty easy to pick, right? Cause you think years past there's like top five guys that, uh, Everybody thinks is you know it's pretty clear. All oh, these are the top five guys every night, over and over again. We haven't really had any night where the uh, percentage correct has been ridiculously high over and over again. Um, the average percent correct is twenty ish, twenty percent uh, across the, uh, all the picks that night. That's one out of five, you know. So I think that kind of plays to Generally, we were talking about last week with the top five in the 450. It goes back to the 250s this year. The top five has been not as steady as, you know, they have in years past in some some series. So that's been pretty exciting and making it fun for a simple game like this, you know, where you think you can go in and pick, but it's a, a good bit of variance to, to make it up. There have been some huge point swings in the, the total. Um, you know, we had one guy miss around uh, two weeks ago and took him out of the lead, but he's still in the top because some, we got so many points last week. You're tied for first now. I know you're pretty pumped about that. I am. I still want to see that trophy, this I'm, fabled trophy. That's supposed to be super badass. Like I, I definitely, I definitely want to see it. So that's I think uh, about it at least once a day. I, I'm not going to lie to you too. I was jumping there to see if maybe there was like a math mistake, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh so far it hasn't worked you know it's kind of sitting there hoping 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 i'm like oh it's still the same <laughs> yeah i don't know i i've been going back over and looking at some of them to make sure there's not any math because yeah it gets to the point when you start to see scores like that over the course of it you know we've got our we were talking right before our top five are all you know 107 for the top three fourth and fifth or 106 each um that's a uh, Pretty close, pretty close yeah. for a top five after where are we at 12, 12 rounds now total, right? Yeah, I think 12 so. Rounds. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real tight, man. It is, and that's why I love it. You know, like you play in, in some of these leagues and it just turns out to be a complete blowout. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you just have one guy that's just got it down to a science and he's just wrecking everyone, or he gets lucky two or three weeks in a row and he just sets a huge gap that you're trying to chase down where this one it seems like everyone's almost on the same page like we're all making good picks like for the top five to all be within one point of each other that 
that is the kind of race that I want to see in Supercross in general, you know? Oh yeah. Both <laughs> so, keep it tight, keep it exciting. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, I, I can't say it enough. Uh, it, what Jesse has done with the, with these pickums on the power to the ground website is it's awesome. You know, it, it makes watching the races a lot more fun too, you know, cause now instead of just sitting there and, and cheering for one guy, you're cheering for 10 guys throughout the whole entire night, you know? And I, I think that does make a, uh, makes a big difference in, in how you kind of watch, you know, at oh, least it does say, for me. So, Oh yeah. I'd say over the past three, I think three years now I've been in some fantasy or another with Supercross. I'd never done fantasy anything before this. And I've been watching Supercross for years. Um, yeah. I watched Supercross with friends. Um, and now just kind of generally without exception of couch cross, really watching Supercross by myself for the most part, this is the, having fantasy to kind of follow along outdoors and supercross uh definitely has raised the the fun level all week long for oh, yeah. everything and not just on race night you know it really brings back the the fun to it some nights um because yeah. even even on nights where it looks like a blowout win by tomek at daytona it still makes the rest of the race fun to watch because you're like oh man is my fifth place guy gonna is he gonna make it in is he gonna get it i need that two points Oh yeah, you're like, come on, pass one more guy, like yep. find four seconds, hurry up, <laughs> you know. And it's uh, I mean, yeah, with with the pickums, you know, and then us throwing in couch cross every once in a while uh, when we can get everybody together, or like even the Discord, like where we're all watching it live, just kind of like talking back and forth, talking a lot of smack and stuff like that. Like this season has been one for the record books in terms of of how fun it feels you know what i mean like it, it seriously feels like we're all just kind of hanging out every weekend watching the races watching qualifying you know like like it, it has that feel you know especially after the past year or whatever where everybody's in like quasi lockdown or whatever anyway like it feels pretty normal to sit there and like zoom your friends or jump on like a, a chat thing and talk and and stuff like that so it's definitely um it's fun i like it i i hope that we can we can continue to build it you know i mean we have a lot of guys that that play pretty much every week the exception oh, yeah. of a couple a couple like missed weeks here and there but sometimes that that happens you know everybody's got a life outside of anything moto you know oh yeah for sure you definitely uh, you're just gonna have missed weeks but like you said earlier with the scoring that makes it to where with the way this scoring is you miss a week you're still kind of kind of in there you know you could come back and get a really lucky week and come back in there and be in contention oh um, yeah and there's uh there's definitely some some action that could be going on there and i, I know one thing i want to see is because i know at the beginning of the season obviously in games like this you're going to have some attrition rate you know over yeah over the course of the season, I, I think uh, one thing I would really like to see is to find a way. I want to find a way to incentivize some people. Yeah. To bring some friends for the outdoors. Yeah. To play with yeah. us. Um, we were kind of talking about it while we were both running around at work. Unfortunately, it's like one message hour and a half later, another message, like an hour and a half later, like another message, you know, cause I mean, we both have, pretty busy jobs you know running around or whatever so it's I, i'm sure that we can figure something out you know yeah i mean 
that's uh some, some feedback maybe some ideas um for some fun fun ideas because i think the if anybody's got any ideas for how they think it could work to you know bring some bring some friends in yeah the series I'd, I'd i'd be willing to put a good chunk of my own change on the table to find some way of incentivizing somebody whoever can get us the most either consistent referrals through the outdoor season or total number of referrals um you know we want to see we want to see some competition make those make those rewards uh get some rewards out there for the winners you know i want to i want to yeah i want to earn my win in the outdoors yeah definitely that's um i mean I'm sure the people that are listening to this, whether it be on any of your podcast channels, YouTube, Facebook, anything like that, uh, throughout the week, I mean, if you're definitely listening, hit us up on, on what your idea, I guess, would be, you know, like what kind of prize would you like to see if you can bring the most people in, uh, let's try to keep it reasonable. I'm not going to go out and buy a bunch of like ponies and stuff like that you know so it's uh but yeah it's it's gonna be fun i i don't see how it can't be fun you know what i mean and it, i see it growing we we've definitely have more people that i was actually surprised at how many people initially signed up for it i was like holy cow this is gonna be stiff you know oh yeah those first few rounds man there was there was a lot of people oh yeah a lot of people there i thought i was really worried that it was gonna be um, I mean, not that it hasn't been hard, but yeah, I was worried that it was going to competition was going to get pretty, pretty stiff. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'd be yeah, especially the ideas about yeah rewards. What you know, what's going to get you, what's going to get you going out there? And uh, I just generally think overall our fantasy one for is worst case scenario is too easy to make ten simple picks, you know, and and jump in and play and kind of keep keep things interesting and have something to. Uh, talk crap with your buddies about over the course of the week you know even if you yeah. can get somebody new into it and just have them fun because i mean it's also the best part about this you know you can like still kind of do good if you only get three picks just by randomly picking names you know pick people yeah. with the lowest numbers and you're gonna be you got a good chance of still making some decent points during the week it's, it's a fun way to talk uh some water water cooler crap over the course of the week oh yeah and that's uh I- not gonna lie i did kind of mess up at the beginning of the season i didn't tell my brother or my mom who are both like big in the fantasy games and when i was trying to update my picks while he was trying to cool down my quad like while i was taking a break because i had completely demolished myself um he was like what are you doing and i'm like i'm setting my fantasy picks he's like for what and i'm like supercross he's like they have fantasy for supercross and i'm like yeah man like they for sure do it's- why didn't yeah. I hear about this? Like I would have played all year and I'm like, cause your brother sucks. I don't know. I'm sorry, man. You know, like I, so we'll get him playing next year. I'm sure I can get my mom playing. I would get my wife, but she gets super lucky on stuff like this. And I don't want to hear her completely demolish me every week while I'm trying to like come home and like hang out. And she's just sitting there talking shit. Like, so I, I might hide it from her. I don't know, man. Uh, some, of, some of the best ones I've seen, uh, especially in like pulp or something, is where the guy, the guys have their wife's or girlfriend playing too, and you know, like all they know is what they see on the TV on Saturday nights, and they're purely making picks off that, and it makes for some pretty entertaining, 
Oh yeah. Content. I think I think I might have to start a uh, hashtag get Doug Wife playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I got her playing fantasy football one year, and she literally picked her whole team just like who she thought was cute, and she demolished the whole league. <laughs> I'm like, how does this like? I never knew there was a correlation between my wife thinking somebody was decent looking and them just being a complete baller. And it wasn't even like guys that were like household names, like. And that's what I'm afraid of with this, because as a lot of you know, I pretty much eat, sleep, and breathe like moto anything. And for her just to come in and completely whoop on me, it that would be pretty demoralizing. Although I'm sure like you and Jesse and, and some of the other guys in the discord, they would, they would probably get a kick out of it. You know, oh yeah. But... That's it, Yeah. It's, it's worth <laughs> it for, the, for the community laugh, <laughs> right? It's worth it for the community laugh for sure. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find somebody to uh, try to play outdoors with me this year. I, I started, um, MotoGP kicked off last weekend. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. I'm, I'm back in full bore into following that this year it's been a while since i fully followed that i jumped back in i got i'm in a league with some friends uh at the old shop um it's already already back to the the fun of i remember moto gp having having a the fantasy that fantasy is complicated is it complicated this fantasy is complicated you got salaries caps trading people it's it's almost too much but it's already 10 times more fun I'm out, man. My, I can't. My, I don't have enough bandwidth in the old noggin to be able to knock out that kind of stuff. Oh, if it was just me yeah. playing by myself, I wouldn't do it. But if it's because I got that league, like I could, I don't even. I'm not even gonna try that hard because I don't have the bandwidth. It's just fun to be able to smack talk with a bunch of guys about. Oh yeah. Doing what? Like yeah. I'm gonna go see some of them on Saturday, and I know the guy that won last weekend. Um, it's a KT. It's a KTM BMW shop. The guy that won last week went total Yamaha bandwagon on his picks. I'm going to walk in that door and just being like, come on, man, you can't, you can't just betray the teams like that, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, it, it's definitely fun. So, I mean, I highly recommend everybody come play with us because you're crazy if you think I'm not going to talk shit all week. I mean, I have been like in our, uh, in our other leagues where I'm like, I missed a week and I'm still second place. Like you guys all stink. You're horrible. You know, like, <laughs> and then finally I got passed and now I can't, I don't feel like I can talk shit. Cause he is, he's destroying me, like absolutely destroying me. So it's uh, but it's fun. I, I would love to see you guys all come in and play with us. It's uh, just to get more people, you know, the more people that we have, the more fun it is. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pull the trigger and start. Uh, I'll get crazy and throw down the the gauntlet for some prizes. I don't know. Every third week or every third race or something to to kind of go for that that weekly win, too. Yeah. Instead of just you know the overall championship one. So give some definitely love some ideas and feedback on that for some ideas to make it enticing to play with us because it's crazy. But part of back to what we were talking about. Part of what was making it crazy is let's talk two fifties. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, part I'm of the reason up why some of the, fantasy uh... was two fifties crazy. Four first time winners this year in the two fifty class. That's right, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. I, this year has been. I don't know if it's like, I can't say that it's going to be the, 
the deep talent or whatever those everyone talks about and stuff like that. Like, I just can't, I can't blame it just on that. I think these guys came out swinging ready to absolute rock and roll. We've had some very key injuries that also allows it to happen, Mm -hmm. but overall it's been, it's been great. Like on the East coast, you, you fully expected, um, like Nichols just to run away. At least I did. And on the, on the West coast, I fully expected Cooper to run away and it's just not happening. You know what I mean? And it, I think it makes for some great racing. And what I also didn't realize is Colt Nichols has been racing two fifties, almost as long as the Martin brothers. I never realized that until I went back and rewatched some of the old races during like this off week or whatever. Yeah. I was like, he has been on a two fifty forever. Yeah, there's been some. There was some talk. Uh, you might have seen some of the same stuff I was looking at today. There was actually some conversations on the internet about about him today. About you know, wait, how wait, how old is he? Um, yeah. I think he's 27. You know, yeah. he's he's just not not. I mean, he looks you know, he's like a pretty chiseled athlete. But he, I definitely wouldn't have expected him to be 27. He doesn't look worn down like a 27 27 year old. You know, um, and for him to got to have the energy. But yeah, he's he's there. He's there to go for it, and I think the injuries have helped. But even with those injuries, you know, if we wouldn't have had some of those, maybe there would have been a little bit more of a runaway. Uh, mostly, I'm thinking, not gonna lie, my brain's thinking Fortner on the the East Coast League uh, riders. You know, that maybe that he would have had a, a runaway, and that would have been a little bit more boring. Um, but just having even those other guys, like, but you know, we call, we'll call them the second tier factory guys. They're they're jumping around, moving around. There's some surprising performances there. There's some surprising performances in the privateers. Um, we've got, so back to those first time winners, got Jet so, and Hunter. Got a, apparently, oh, uh, being the new Davos. Yeah. I don't know. He's Nichols front is, end out as much. Yeah. He doesn't wreck nearly as much, but he's not on a 450 yet. Davos didn't do bad until he got on the 450. And then, he just can't keep it up. So yeah, that's, that's uh, but yeah, that's for sure. I, I could probably see it. Definitely. See, so we got, um, yeah. So the Lawrence brothers. Yeah. Two more brothers. Both of them got their first wins this year. Who would have thought Hunter would get his first win in less races than jet. I mean, I didn't expect Hunter to win at all. So to expect him to win before Jet, it, no, not even a little bit, you know. Yeah, or, I would have maybe put money on Hunter finishing a series with more points than Jet because of injury or something on Jet's behalf. But yeah, yeah. for Hunter to get a win in what I would say is probably a, a tougher uh, coast right now, slightly tougher coast. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's pretty awesome for him to come out and do it like that um, and be Spider-Man all within the same league. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was an interesting wreck. I think, what was it, two or three years ago, Baggett did the same thing on a, a very similar bull turn. He just right off the backside and Spider-Man down, like landed right next to his bike, took off and, and went yeah yeah so that's uh it's it's fun watching those kind of wrecks where 
you know nobody's hurt the bike's probably not hurt but watching them get caught by the net is it's entertaining i i get a kick out of it you know especially because they they seem to catch themselves like everyone that hits the net seems to catch themselves which is kind of it's kind of weird like you don't really expect that but i it could it could have been there's so many more things could happen when he hit that net. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. I think I don't remember where I heard it, but it sounded like I think there was video of it somewhere, um, or maybe Blair was talking about he saw it at one point during the middle of the race that he went over. Somebody went over and looked in the, or no, I think it was Anton. The he actually really jacked up that net with how hard he hit it. Like the pole in the round really got jacked up, and they actually had to really go in there and reset that whole thing. Um, and it wasn't just like he just kind of landed in the net like he's at a fun zone and fell down. He actually hit that thing in the bike. They messed it up pretty good. Yeah, you um, could see it was loose when he was trying to like lower himself or whatever. You could see it moving quite a bit. So I could definitely imagine that he did a little bit. And the bike hit the pole too, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he so... went in there and then fell under the net, I think. <laughs> what else do we got, man? So we got the two other first-time winners, Hammaker and McAdoo. McAdoo is, I mean, Hamaker deserves credit for, you know, getting a win. He's doing pretty good. But McAdoo, only because I know his story a little bit more, it's awesome to see his get his win. And both of these guys, I think there's probably plenty of people out there that are big Team Green and Pro Circuit fans that are excited to see Pro Circuit have some consistent or some consistency this year and get some wins and not be relying on Fortner to not crash out. I mean, I'm not a Kawasaki or a Team Green or a Pro Circuit fan per se, but I like those kids, man. I'm I'm glad to really see them doing good on what is it? I think it's their first year, isn't it? Second. Uh, Hamburger is definitely. First. I think I think Hamburger is definitely his first year. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think McAdoo it's his second uh, because one of the reasons I liked him. He, Blair had done a really good interview with him about his amateur career and just everything up until this point. Um, yeah, yeah, because McAdoo was on the the Honda teams for yeah, he was like years, a fill-in or something, wasn't he? I think he was a fill-in. Yeah, I think his first year when he went into Moto Concepts, Moto Concepts, yeah, the, the lower Honda team, he was a fill-in, and then he had last year, um, and then now he's on the Pro Circuit team. Um, but hearing his story up until that point, I heard it before this season and it was good to, but then they replayed it. And I re-listened to it again. Now, after seeing him like ride through this and it's just, man, that kid, he's good. Yeah. He deserves it, man. That's a, not that a lot of these people don't, but that's a, he deserves some credit for the, what he's gone through to get here. Um, it's not, it's not been an easy journey, you know, driving. He was, he was somebody else's bus driver basically. Yeah for a while and now he's winning winning a 250 regional race that's that's exciting and could win the title yeah yeah i wouldn't put it outside of the possibility i mean if, if i was mitch i would definitely be excited because you got shimoda who's showing great talent and superb i mean His i don't even this year's a fourth no fifth yeah yeah like i don't even know how to I don't even know how to explain Shimoda's style. He's just smooth. It, he's not smooth in any one particular set, like setup on the track either. He's smooth the whole way around. 
And he's got the speed. I mean, we saw it when he tried to chase down Jet and ran into the tough block. So I, I definitely wouldn't put him out of contention here in a couple years. You got McAdoo. Uh, Hammaker doesn't seem that bad either. You know, uh, he's he's good for a youngster too. So I, I think Mitch has a, uh, he's got a good stable, a young talent that he, he's going to do Mitch things. You know, he's just going to groom him and, and bring him up. And, and I think that we could potentially see them eclipse Forkner, especially if Forkner keeps wrecking, you know, and getting hurt. I, I would not be surprised to see him have to play second fiddle to one of these new kids coming up. Yeah, I, I think that's actually a really good point. I think that could be a really interesting thing to watch about Fortner next year. If he does indeed, which is probably going to be the case, stay on two fifties. And now that Shimoda's on that team, McAdoo, Hammaker, he's going to have real internal team competition. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. not only everybody else in the field that's still going to be there next year, but he's going to have some crazy internal team competition. That's really getting that Mitch Payton grooming that clearly fit Mitch's style. Because I think that's that might be one thing that's kind of hurt Mitch over the past couple of years is he's just like a lot of these managers are they they do things in a specific way and I think unfortunately it seems like from what I've heard that maybe some of these riders that Mitch has had over the past couple of years just don't mesh well with Mitch's style and that's yeah. just kind of hurt the the pro circuit teams over the past couple of years he just hasn't been able to get a lot of guys that can fit in the style fit in the program and really excel with the way he can leverage their talent um, yeah and maybe he's finally found some guys again that can just be like we run this thing yeah yeah he he definitely feels like he has that like father slash grandfather like vibe to him like his like you just don't want to disappoint him you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and i definitely get that vibe but i also get that he is probably He's probably not the easiest guy to work for because he is so um, successful. You know, he knows what it takes to win. He knows the work that you have to put in. He knows what you have to do day to day, hour to hour in order to win championships. And I don't think he's crazy if he takes it easy on some of these young kids coming up, you know, and and I think it's uh, that the guys that stay with them for quite a while end up developing a nice style but i don't think it's possible without mitch you know like where would those kids be you know like ac is a pretty decent example you know Mm -hmm. i i I don't know and i mean he's struggling on the 450s but from when mitch picked him up as just like a little pimply kid right off of team green all the way through 250s and now into 450s to watch him really mature into the style rider that mitch pumps out it is awesome to see and i think he's got i think he's he's definitely going to have a uh his hands full with a couple of these kids you know but i think they're going to do great and then what was it i think savachi raced for him on 250s too didn't he and i don't think those yeah. guys meshed very well that i mean i know they didn't mesh very well because it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth about Joey and how, like how he works and stuff like that and his attitude. So I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Cause now we see Joey on the Rocky mountain Butler brothers, KTM, and he's doing good. I mean, he's, he's not doing excellent, but he's not doing bad. You know, 
So I, I don't know, but you also get that with Alden too, out of the KTM Husky camp. So a lot of guys hate Alden, but he makes champions. You know, you hate him all you all he want, but it, there's his recipe for for success has proven itself. Oh so. yeah, you can, you, there's a lot of different ways to, you know, make the same thing. Um, some ways, some ways work for depending on the ingredients you got. You know, some people can't handle that type of program. Some people can't. Some people can flourish in that type of environment, and some people just need an entirely different environment. Um, you yeah. know, it's it's not it's not the same thing anymore. That's like, well, I know, like, just speaking for myself, having a fine line between helpful motivation and then just pissing me off will will definitely mess up my whole game. You know, like, everyone needs help being motivated and getting out there and doing stuff or, or training or, you know, just writing techniques and stuff like that. But if I have some dude barking in my ear the whole time, I shut off, man, and and I'm sure a hundred percent sure I am not the only person like that, you know? So maybe it is, maybe it's, it's Mitch and, and DeCoster and them taking chances on young kids coming right out of the amateur ranks. And some of them are going to work and some of them don't. And unfortunately you're not going to know until it comes time to really start cracking the whip and getting down to business to race a professional race that mm-hmm. now you're seeing this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, you know, I think that's part of, I don't know if it gets talked a lot about, and you might have an interesting insight on this, but I think there's a lot of different facets to the amateur conversation and the contracts for these amateur kids and, you know, the argument about picking them up too early and stuff. But I think, I think that's a part of it that might, maybe might start to get looked at better or maybe they're finally going to realize sooner than later that we can't grab these kids too early because yeah they we may be able to pick the ones with skill but maybe we're not picking the ones that can actually vibe with our program and you have no way of knowing if a kid at 13 is going to be able to vibe with the mitch payton program or somebody else's program they're just yeah there's no way you can know that and you could totally just go the wrong way or actually because like you said some people respond the worst to that type of stuff and maybe you push a kid in the completely wrong direction by trying to get him in the wrong program too soon and end up with like uh, everything up end up with a kevin windham have all the talent in the world but none of the motivation you know or or like j-law yeah where you just he just broke and ended up using drugs and drinking way too much and pretty much threw his whole career out, you know? So it's, I mean, I, I can definitely see it. And the other interesting aspect about these teams, picking it up, picking kids up so young is you have the parent that is there too. And we all know the jokes about the moto moms and, you know, moto dads and mini moms and mini dads and stuff like that. So I I mean, we see it with the stewards, Malcolm and James with big James, you know, big James is very invested into his kids futures, which is amazing to see. It's, it's great, but it can also throw up kind of like a a wall with some teams where we're like, we're trying to work with your kid. Who's a full grown adult. 
and not with you. You know what I mean? Like there comes a time where he's got to go do his own thing. He's got to make his own decisions. And I I don't think like a 15 or 16 year old is ready to make his own decisions. But unfortunately in this sport, along with other sports, you know, like hockey or, or football or anything like that, like these kids are getting ready to either go to high school or start playing like away from home to be able to make it into the big leagues a lot better. And sometimes even a whole different country, you know? So it's, it's tough to say. And most of, most of those kids seem to come out. All right. Maybe it's just the headstrong thought process of most racers. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to you to wake up and go run wake up and go to the gym, make sure that your stuff is squared away for the race to get out there in the garage, even though you're, you're tired after working out and running and working on cardio, you know, and I don't, I don't see how anybody on the outside of the individual is going to be able to sway any individual that that's what needs to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. I, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not Dr. Phil, you know, so it's, it's hard to say, but I, I think it's, it's like an, it's like Shrek with the onion. Like every time you peel back one layer, there's another, you know, We're like and with, yeah. <laughs> so it, I mean, I don't know. That's the best way I can explain it. And I don't think with amateur racing, them trying to pick up young kids is going away anytime soon. And in a lot of ways you don't want it to, because a lot of those factories dump a bunch of money into amateur racing. And, and and if they don't, who will? I definitely wouldn't argue in the, the the against in any manner that would, you know, take them from dumping money into the racing, but the, the long-term contract thing. Yeah. That's a little weird is the, the issue that I think is, is the thing because there's definitely ways you know where if every if everybody didn't get so scared of you know not having the guy then they would all get to that but you know who knows maybe maybe they're never all going to come like come together and get comfortable enough with not having the guy that they're that they're all going to realize and be like you know what maybe it's better to have them on shorter contracts because then we can just swap them around until we all find the right fit you know because they're all and so think, different. It's not like they're all running the same program. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was Mitch on the Whiskey Throttle show brought that up too, where he's like, we have to do it because the other teams are doing it. Mm-hmm. And all we're left with are the breadcrumbs at the end of the meal. Even though we don't want to, we still have to, you know. But on the flip side, I mean, look at, look at Max. That, that kid came out like a champ in the first couple of series like I fully yeah. I was fully like expecting him just to come out like all right let's make a couple night shows you know let's try to stay at least stay out of the LCQ no he's up there battling with the big guns n- not showing any fear it, I mean it, if you had let that kid slip away because you wanted to only show like sign a short-term contract, I think you would be shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Well, I think he's a batch in a batch of different kids. 
Yeah. I think we're dealing right now in the 250s, we're dealing with this this generation of let's grab all the amateur riders. Now we've got a group of kids, Volan, Ferry, all these other kids that are groomed. You know, I yeah. think maybe Jalik Swole is kind of like in that top range of those kids now, but we're getting these kids that are groomed by professionals. Oh, you haven't even really, unless you follow amateur racing, you haven't really seen anything yet, which is the crazy part. I mean, you still have like Brandon Kitchen, uh, Jarrett Fry just came up. Yeah. Um, you have who else? I mean, you got the whole Deegan clan, you know, like you said, you got Evan Ferry, uh, the amount of talent that is floating around right now that is too young to race or there's not a particular spot because nobody wants to take a chance on like a super mini kid or i mean another one Ryder d francisco you know uh Cade johnson there uh, these kids have so much talent and they're just so young that you have to sit there and hope that they the system doesn't chew them up and spit them out by the time it's actually time for them to show the world what they have. Mm -hmm. And and it's hard because I mean, as everyone knows, if you do the same thing over and over every day, every day, and it just creates a bunch of pressure and people are expecting you to show up and win. And all you want to do is just go do kid stuff. You know, I'm a full grown adult and I still just want to go do kid stuff sometimes. You know, yeah. I'm like, adulting sucks. I want to sit down and play video games or I want to go run around and ride my bike, you know? Yeah. So it's, and unfortunately, you see a lot of these kids that are getting burnt out by the time they're ready to turn pro. And, and yeah, you get the burnout and then you get the, the adulting problem, you know, where you end up with somebody that might turn into a Joss Hanson. Once they get to that point, they finally make it to that point and then they're all like, now I got all this money. I can actually be the kid that I never got to be. Yeah, yeah. I think that's also a fine line too. And of like, you know, how can we do this, train them, make them care, but not wear them out to the point that when they do finally get there, they're just like, just everything about genetics and they're, they're worn out mentally, physically. They never yeah. got to do it. You know, they're just big kids and wanting to be kind of what some people have a problem with Fortner about, you know, like, Man, I don't know. I have a hard time not being hard on a kid that makes that much money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's why I like my analogy of it's like having a big dog. Like, I have a Mastiff. And you forget that even though they're like 200 pounds, they're still only like six months old, man. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, they're still very young, even though they look like full-grown adults and they act like it in front of the camera and their work ethic is usually on point. They're still kids, man. Like, they still want to want to just hang out and... Oh. Jesse, Dude, you're supposed that... to be in class. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue against that. I Well, I can't either. I'm not going to condone pro-drinking on our podcast for uh reasons but i mean even now you know there's there's certain reasons certain things in my life and i don't know maybe you and jesse can kind of relate because you guys did the military thing where you guys were way more adult than some adults are when you were younger 
you know, so now you're getting to reap the benefits of that. I don't know. I know if I was a high school teacher right now, that's a that's an argument I would use all day long. Like, I promise you, you guys can make a bigger return by investing in yourselves right now to where you can actually be playing while everyone else is like, oh, man, I'm 35 and, you know, yeah, that kind of it's a hard. No, it's going to be hard and not everybody's going to buy it. But I promise you, those those couple guys that do and like that, you can find a way of selling that. And then when you, you know, it's a it's a long term goal because you get it, you get a couple guys that are successful with that plan can be there to prove it. And then a few years down the road, you'd be like, look, this guy did it. Like if you do what he did, you can follow this plan and you know, you can have that, have that, that, that can be what you chase. And, and, you know, it's a little bit more realistic than anything. Like I still think the, um, the, I think a biggest thing these guys need, especially use the Josh Hanson argument, just even financial advice. Sure. If you guys want to do a little some dumb stuff like act like kids, act like kids or whatever, but like let's make sure your money's taken care of so that that example that DV gave about himself on the pulp show where he just spilled those finances out like that. Oh yeah. I would have never thought that he would have been in that kind of financial position right now. And that's because he played it smart. He was he wasn't he wasn't Ricky. He wasn't McGrath. You yeah. know? And he he's he's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And all these guys, a lot of these guys aren't killing it financial wise, but all they got to do is just a little bit smarter when they're young and they're not having to go out and be a JT being a fly rep traveling all the time, you know? Yeah. JT loves his job, man. Well, he does. But, <laughs> you know, there's some guys that that couldn't yeah. do what he does. You know, they, nah. they could have raced better than he did, but they wouldn't have the job where he's got to go nah. out and run and, you know, jump from rep job to rep job to rep job. You know, yeah. he's a unique one to find a job that he loves and can do really well. I mean, Paul Parabinos is the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, professional racer gets out, finally goes back to Loretta, slinging sprockets, you know, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, but it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's so much of a, of a money issue, you know? I mean, a lot of these kids come from parents that are fairly well off, <laughs> also you know well there's some of that yeah or they have like within the industry they know people you know like they might have been a mechanic or a pro racer themselves or like villapoto basically setting up the stasic races at supercross and and abroad you know i mean they're still giving back to the sport in their own unique ways but Villapoto just got burned out, man. Like, I completely understand it. And he's at that, like, like, fuck everything stage, you know? Like, I'm just going to hang out with my kid, be a kid with my kid, mm-hmm. enjoy my money, enjoy my time off. When I start running low on money, I'll figure it out then. Yes. And it's, I guarantee you, he still has the same work ethic as he did when he was racing. Like, I'm, I would, you don't lose that. No, I would put money on it that if he wants to do something and he sets his mind to it, he can do it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and do it well, or at least figure out how to do it well pretty quick, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's a, uh, that's an, I didn't see us getting into this tonight. So I was yeah. completely unprepared, you know? I didn't, I didn't really think about it either. I just, I was like, if there's one person I want to talk amateurs with, <laughs> it'd be done. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's yeah, we could definitely go down some rabbit holes about how that could all be really structured. But yeah. and talking about 
bringing it back up to the 250s, you know, guys that stick it out and work it through, trying it out, you know, we get, so we talked about Swole, you know, he got in there. He was, he's been, he's on that kind of top edge of the training, training program life. Um, I'm still looking forward to watching that. I don't even think it's out yet. That documentary they teased about his life. I had, I didn't know anything about the kid. I'll be honest. This is embarrassing. But I told somebody when they showed that clip of his documentary the other day, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of the kid or anything. I saw the name. It probably won't make any sense to anybody. I thought he was like Hawaiian or something. Uh, it, yeah. Whatever. I just will say that. I mean, that's part of it. It's like, this is a kid, you know, granted, this is his first year. We knew because we follow the sport. Yeah. But, you know, I think this is kind of cool that they're taking, taking that out there and being like, hey, this is a little bit of diversity we got here, you know. To, yeah. to show them out there and take advantage of that because outside of Malcolm and James, yeah, you know, we haven't had a whole lot of diversity in the sport and to have that on there and then, and then kind of take it. I don't want to say take advantage of it, but you know, yeah, use it out there. Cause he's also going to be like, Hey, you know, I want to use it just like Lewis Hamilton is in F1. He's like, I'm not afraid to, you know, show yeah. who I am out here. I'm going to, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use this platform. Um, I think they should. Cause that could be a, a big thing for the market. But, uh, so we got swole March banks, you know, he's, he's been him and McAdoo. We could say that they were kind of here and there and yeah. one of them got the right door and the other one didn't. Uh, I don't think March banks, story is written yet, man. I, I oh, think it's definitely not over. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The club MX guys, they're squared away. They, they're everything a second tier factory team should be without the factory support. You know what I mean? I mean, you're talking about guys that run the biggest training facility on the East coast, if not the country running this team, you know? So it's between their connections and just what they know and their training facilities and who they have doing their fitness and their nutrition and dietary and stuff like that. They're squared away, man. Mm -hmm. Like he landed on a pretty decent team. However, I could see him going back to a factory ride in the future. I really could. I think his talent is there. I think he's showcasing it on what a lot of people will consider a third rate team. But in all actuality, it's 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 a good team. You know what I mean? So they've got an impressive program there for sure. Yeah. So it's I, I I don't think his story, at least in the two fifties, is written yet. And then with with that kind of stuff, I don't know. You want you, we're starting to run short on time, man. You want to talk about the uh going back to the pro circuit thing, do you want to talk about what the the news that you shared in the Discord? We can get into that a little bit. Oh, which one was that? Um I don't, I don't remember. It was with contracts. Oh, I'm having a, I'm blanking, man. Oh, uh, it was uh, it was Tomac with his 21 contract. Oh, yeah. How do you how do you blank on that? Oh man, I don't. know. We talk about so much stuff, man. <laughs> Not to like promote the Discord, but like this is how much stuff we talk about, <laughs> right? Just over and over again. You know how do you, how do you remember? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the consensus is this is his year. 
it's it's done and he's over with and that it's so we're talking tomac uh if his contract if it is over this year if this was year two of his contract and he doesn't maybe he's got an option in there but i'm thinking if he doesn't go out and just rock this outdoors i think it's clear to him to just say i'm done if he yeah. goes out there and wins, there's too many options. If he goes out there and wins, he's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna keep going. If he goes out there and wins, he could be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna retire on top. To you know, like, look, everybody, just kidding. I was really the most badass outdoor guy, and I'm done. You know, see you guys later. I'll never see you again. Come find me. Let's go hunting. Um, yeah, and that's it. So, yeah, I think if that's the case, may maybe somebody goes, you know, Cowie 450. Um, along with, with AC, uh, I don't think it's Fortner. Fortner's not going to point out now. Um, I don't think he's ready anyway. No, I don't, I, I don't I think, think that's the case. I think that would put a nail in the coffin. His career is done. If he was forced to move up to four fifties, I think he's, if that was the case, he would be better off taking a, taking a, a Martin brothers, you know, and, and, be injured the rest of this season, you know, and, and mm-hmm. definitely not point out, you know, um, maybe take the year off and go race some money races. There's a lot of them around right now. Cause the industry's so, so crazy, you know, like the whole community is huge right now. Go mm-hmm. race some money races, make a little, make a little scratch, come back in a year and start over. Cause I think it's what three consecutive years with so many points or something like that. It's four or, now, I four think. now. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's four. Yeah, it's super weird. I can't. I can't. I was keep looking up it up remember. for Christian Craig the other day. I was having a conversation about Craig, and if he was going to point out, he's not even close to pointing out, dude. Yeah, he's been racing no. two fifty Supercross so long, and not. I think he's completed. I think this will have been his second season where he's hit the point threshold. Yeah, I I was blown away. Guys game it, man. And uh, can you blame them? You know, it's a, and that's, I think why it's a great argument just to make the two fifties a premiere along with the four fifties. And then let's bring in some other stuff that doesn't have to be on the, on the television. You know, let's bring in some other guys where Supercross futures was super expensive, but it was also a great program, you know, make those guys, the East West guys, let's Mm -hmm. get two fifties and four just make an open class, bring a 250 through 450, you know, a, you want to race a 350, have fun, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but it's, uh, I don't, who going back on topic, you know, cause I got a little distracted there because whenever it's time to shit talk the East West stuff, I am always down and ready. I started um, you there bringing up Greg, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, who could we see taking that seat, though? Is the number got a seven in it? I don't know. It's a possibility. But I don't know who else is open. You know what I mean? I, I know I'm pretty sure his contract is up, but he's been with Yamaha since he was a kid. His mm-hmm. dad was a factory Yamaha rider. I see him doing what's best for him at the end of the day. But that kid bleeds blue, man. Well, not so, just blue, but the star team. 
yeah there's a team you know like that's one of those examples where don't quit what works for a little bit more money you know yeah yeah and we haven't really seen that the kawasaki's are any better than the yamaha's this year either you know what i mean yeah no they haven't had the opportunity to even come close to proving that yeah so i mean i don't know would i would i like to see him i just want to see aaron do good that's my that's my biggest thing i just want to see him do good um and there is a lot of talk that there's a couple teams beating down his door and i can't help but think that he would be a young fit on that team Mm -hmm. however i don't know if i see it happening you know and they're finally getting the star team figured out, you know, and, and it seems like Aaron's having a ball. So it, I don't know. Do we know who else? I mean, it's still really early for silly season stuff. So I don't oh, yeah. even know who else w- would be open, you know, the it's whole not Husky gonna, team. Yeah. With that, you know, if we're talking early silly season stuff and potential rumors, you know, I think that's one of the biggest one is the whole Husky team could be, I don't. But, it's obviously not going anywhere, you know. Yeah. Stefan, you know, P over KTM's be like, no, okay, we're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep this going. You know, if we got to do it without a sponsor, we'll go. We'll do the gas gas program and we'll run. We'll run one guy, but you know, yeah. that's three guys on there. Who knows what's gonna happen if that maybe really Zacco. I wouldn't mind seeing Zacco in green. Oh man, I. You know, I, I'm realizing this right now that I think I've had a, a block, a mental block on Kawasaki just because I've never really rooted for any guy on that team. <laughs> I don't. And so I don't think it's I've never been an anti Kawasaki guy so much as it's just been like I've never really had a guy on that team that I can root for. Because like, I mean, yeah, Philip was awesome, but I don't know. I, I never. I never sat down and was like, yeah, I want to see Villapoto win. That wasn't, that wasn't my thing. So I, I don't know. I think I'm having a hard time picturing Zacho, a guy I really like on, on Kawasaki. Um, I don't know. That could be interesting, but I think to use a phrase you mentioned earlier, nail on the coffin. Those are two guys, AP and Zacho, where if they went to Kawasaki, signed a two year contract, they didn't do well. We'll never see him again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, I mean, like we said, it's way too early. And I can't even remember what article that came out in, but we don't even know how true it is either. You know, it was just, it was just a, a quick article that they threw out, but it did bring up some very interesting conversations, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see where it like where it goes or maybe they just start with a young team you know i think that would be if i were in fahey if i were in his shoes for kawasaki eli leaves i got ac i'm picking another young guy you think you don't want to you don't want to vet based on ac's performance and 450s no i think i think and this is partly my philosophy around the whole thing is 
I see the 450 class continuing to get more and more and more stacked. Yeah, because there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, there's not another Eli out there that's going to win one, and I'm not going to try to gamble to get that. I want to get a guy that I can make be beside AC. Yes, ideally, I want AC to be more consistent and not wreck. I don't think AC's wrecking this year because he's like pulling the jet and just wicking the throttle too much every time. I think some of this is like some bad luck, but I think he's going to grow out of it. But I, I think a lot I would, of it's like I here. would invest in a younger half guy that I could, you know, be like, I want to find the right guy that I can want, that I can make a team green guy. Cause that's what off the top of my head, you know, they're on that program. Like Kenny's been recently, like Dungey was after he switched over, they get a guy, they stayed for a yeah. long time. You know, um, I think, you know, those are, those are the three brands that off the top of my head that I remember if someone was like, Oh, you know, who's who keeps stuff for a long time. Kawasaki keeps stuff. KTM keeps stuff. Honda keeps stuff. Keeps writers. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would do that. I'd be like, I want to find a guy that I want, I can keep for a while and utilize this way in the stacked class instead of trying to find a guy that's going to win every race because I know it's not possible. I want to find a guy that everybody's going to love that I can yep. utilize that way. And just, if he's a top three championship guy every year, cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to leverage him other ways and make money that way. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Let's, yeah. uh, let's run down some, uh, camp Coker GNCC results real quick though. Woo. If you're cool with it, that was an interesting race. I saw some screenshots from that one after you sent me that photo of that uh, that bike. Uh, it looked like that was a a Yamaha a T7 that they had out there. Um, still funny oh, to yeah. see uh, American flag graphics on a non-American bike out there at the races. That was awesome, man. That dude's crazy. Uh, I don't care how sane he actually is. That's crazy. So, in case you you haven't seen it. Um, there was an individual that took out like a legit adventure bike, like a, a triumph tiger or a T seven or like a, it was smaller than a V strom. It definitely wasn't a V strom, but I'm not a hundred percent certain what it was, but he was out there racing that thing at the GNCC. Like, I don't know where he finished. I don't know what his name was, you know, so I can't look it up, but that is insane. What that kind of is, class is that that he would be in? Is it is it an open class? I didn't even know that they had a class that you could race a bike like that in at the GNCC. So it could have been in the AM, like a trail rider, mm-hmm. which there's not. It's it's a pretty open class because it's not a points class. It's just hey, you're from the area, you want to go out there and get your butt kicked for a while, pay your thirty five bucks, get you a transponder, go have fun with your friends, you know, type of uh, race class. So it could have been that. Anything above that, the rules get start getting more and more strict and implemented. So if I had to guess, I would say he was in like the the trail class which is a morning race, not the big like hill climbs and stuff like that. So that's, that's where I would guess, but running down your top five uh, for PM bikes, which is your XC one bikes, just the overall uh, let's see. So the overall is actually kind of interesting because we had two XC two guys in the top five 
in the overall. And this was a fast track. It was awesome to watch. In the which, overall top five. Yep. Yep. Wow. So this is all the guys that raced in the uh in the afternoon, which is like your your pros, your pro ams, your A's, your B's, uh stuff like that. So yeah, it's uh usually you don't see this. Yeah, it's like the first five or six. So if you're an XC one, whether it's bikes or ATVs, you only get points if you finish in the top 20 overall. Ooh. There's no class points. So that's why the overall is so important on this stuff. Now, I, I'm pretty sure the XC2 guys get class points as well as maybe like a, a buffer for the overall or something like that. But when when the top 10 or even like the top, if, if the top five gets a little messed up in overall, it could have a large impact on the season. Because now you have guys that instead of finishing where they would have finished third, they're finishing sixth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it gets really interesting. So we have a old Stu Baylor from Hodges, South Carolina, who came in first place. And once again, this is your PM bikes, your pro bikes. Um, you have Josh Strang from Australia who finished in your second. Uh, Jonathan Garor out of Boonville, North Carolina, who finished in third. Your fourth place goes to Lyndon Snodgrass out of Australia. Fifth is Jordan Ashburn from Livingston, Tennessee. And the two XC2 guys were the third and fourth place guys. So your Jonathan Garor, I'm probably butchering that, and your your Lydon or Lyndon Snodgrass finished top three or top four and and overall like beating out like benjamin kelly grant baylor uh joshua toth like stuff like that and if you do follow us on facebook i posted a sweet picture of toth doing a wheelie they had to go across this bridge i mean this bridge probably isn't any wider than than this thing like the atvs couldn't go over it it was too the atvs were too wide and he's just doing a wheelie across and it's got a bunch of kids in the background you should hit up our Facebook page. And, I'm gonna uh, go check that out. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And then uh, the kids are all like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, I I have yet to run into a kid that doesn't like wheelies." And when you're doing a wheelie across a bridge, like that's even cooler. I'm pretty know? sure that's the face I make when I watch somebody do a wheelie across a bridge. <laughs> all right. And then, uh, so in your PM Pro. ATV overalls. Now the ATV guys races on Saturday. The one thing that stood out to me was in your top 10, you had one kid. So all the way through the top 14 are all XC ones, except for this kid. Number nine, Jay, uh, Shadron from Mount Pleasant PA. He's a junior a 22 plus. And he is literally right in the middle of all the pros. So this kid was sucking gas and hauling ass all day Saturday to finish ninth overall with the pros. And he's not there yet. He still has to get through. So there's junior A, and then he has to go to the XC2 and then the XC1. And he's finishing with these guys this week. Like, that is awesome. You know, he had a mud-eating grin on his face when he got done. 
Oh, yeah, I, I do. Just reading it off like that is an amazing accomplishment for a young kid. Uh, so getting to the results real quick. In your first place, we had Walker Fowler out of Rogers, Ohio. Second place, Cole Richardson out of Edinburgh, PA. Adam McGill out of Waverly, West Virginia brings it home third. Jared McClure from Casca, PA bringing it home fifth or fourth. And your number five spot to so far what is becoming this kid is absolutely amazing to watch. It's his first year in XC1, and I don't think he's finished out of the top five yet, uh, is Hunter Hart out of Newfield, New York. It, the kid's absolutely on fire. So, it, it, I mean, it's awesome to watch. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. And then uh, if you are on our Discord, if you're not, stop over at the Facebook page, get you the Discord link. What I usually do if I'm home I will throw up the live stream of the GNCC in our uh, in our braces thing on our Discord, and I'll I'll just be sitting here watching it, and we like we can just sit here and talk about the race, or we can talk about anything while we're walking the race. I don't care. I'm just hanging out with dudes. You know what I mean? So that's uh that's where we're at, man. Um, other than that, I I I don't have much else to. Uh, I don't have much else to, to say. I mean, I think we went over it all. It's a weird two week lull. I don't know what to do with my life. So I I know I'd be lost if it weren't weren't for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like Tiller. I think with three weeks Jesse between races. To... Yeah, yeah, right. With that with three weeks between the races, I think I I literally would have been just kind of like, Well, there's not things happening in the three weeks for us to even kind of follow. You know, a two week break no. maybe, but that extra week just makes things kinda you know, I think the only thing that could happen in three weeks is, heaven forbid, somebody gets hurt and then there's news, you know, yeah. but in this three-week break, there's nothing. All we can hope for is that these guys are out there, you know, going all in. The guys that are in the championship contention are out there training for Supercross. They're like, screw outdoors, I'm going all in, champions, you know, Supercross, and then I'll jump onto it later, um, which I think, was it Webb? I think Webb kind of admitted that that's that's the thing, you know. Like if we're in we're in championship contention during this break, outdoors is second fiddle right now. You know, we're not gonna put a lot of time in. We're gonna make sure yeah. um it might not have been Webb, but there was I think I've heard definitely a couple of guys admit that like if I, we're in championship contention right now, I think outdoors that's training is not consensus. where we wanna go. Like I, I think every like the top five and in, in both coasts and the four fifties, I, I feel like that is the the general consensus. Like yeah. Why are you gonna go start messing with all your setups and stuff like that when you have the chance to be within striking distance of a chance. Yeah, and I think now that I'm saying it too, I think more of the context was I think there was somebody that explicitly stated we're not in country, like you know we're not in championship contention. We're full on outdoors training, yeah. which is also kind of exciting in that context. And because you know there's some guys that normally wouldn't maybe be there, they're going to be really battling. So as exciting as I as excited as I am for this season coming to a close, the Atlanta residency it's going to be really exciting to watch um i can't think of anything in the past couple of years that's been more exciting than three race races in a week i love I it. have the crappiest work week but knowing that i've got three races in a week is just one of the most exciting things right ever. it makes monday feel like friday dude i, I yeah. love it so it's uh i don't know what else do we have man i i think we pretty much wrapped it up i mean yeah i think that's about it i think i would say uh, you know, 
come hit us up up on the Discord. Come, somebody come uh, talk GNCC with Doug. You know, we're trying to learn it, but we're not, <laughs> yeah. we're not appeasing him enough. We don't, we don't all know enough. I just learned more <laughs> about this, about it right now, and I'm actually kind of more excited about watching it more. Oh, yeah. um, somebody come talk MotoGP with me. I'm excited for this season to get started. I want to talk on it. I don't know, maybe if anybody's interested, I'll stream the races whenever I watch it on Sunday because I'm not going to lie. I get up early, but I don't know if I'm going to sit and stream it at 6 o'clock by myself on a Sunday morning either. Um, so let me know when you do it. Party, I'll do it. Yeah, let me know uh, when you're planning on doing it. I- I'll jump in. That's about when I wake up anyway, man. So might yeah. as well, rather than tiptoe around the house, try not to wake up the uh, the wife and kids. I'll come down in the basement and watch some GP with you, dude. Hell yeah, MotoGP and coffee, man. But yeah, and then yeah. this weekend, I'm excited. I'm going, uh, going on my first moto trip that I've been in a while. Thanks, COVID. Um, got that GoPro set up. I'm going to record some stuff and make some sweet videos. And uh, I'm excited to, to get out there and go go ride this weekend on the week off and take you know three days out on the bike and just see some pretty country the weather's going to be great i'm looking forward to it yeah that's uh i'm definitely looking forward to it probably just as much as you are because i'm a little jelly so <laughs> that's uh that's uh i mean that's great man I, I i truly wish that i i had the time to get away but the man the industry's crazy we can we can talk about it all later i mean yeah. you've probably heard me just like a broken fiddle pan, but it's uh running through our goodbyes real quick, man. Don't forget if you are on Facebook and YouTube, please like comment, share, and subscribe. Uh, we did have a new commenter, which actually happened to be my old boss, Justin Terrell. He's a great guy, big into Ohio moto, man. So uh, thank you for commenting, taking the time out uh, to, to watch me ramble on about, random stuff with, with my buddy taylor here uh we greatly appreciate it um like i said please like comment share and subscribe uh it's what keeps us going you know the more people that we have the bigger we can grow this community the better conversations that we can have you know we're not afraid to stop what we're talking about and and listen to your inputs when you guys comment we're, we're that's what we've based this whole thing around is we just want it to be a big community. Um, and we don't want to just be the guys up on the soapboxes saying, you know, so uh, please like comment, share and subscribe. Also, don't forget to stop over at power, the number two, the ground.com. Um, we have sweet do it for Dale t-shirts. Uh, we also have the pickums and uh, the first about 30 minutes of the show, you guys are probably like, what are these dudes talking about? <laughs> this is definitely what it is. Stop over, play with us. Um, it's, it's turning into great time. You know, uh, we have bro taco, hot sauce, www.brotacofoods.com. Don't forget to use the code PTTG to get 20% off your order. Get you some brap sauce in the notes, do me a favor. In the notes, when you order your brap sauce, put start making gallon jugs of this stuff. Yes. Please. We we yes. need to pressure Sean into this. I, I'm 110% committed to this. I don't care how many orders that I have to put in. I'm going to put it in every note. Make gallon jugs of brap sauce. And yeah, I don't then, even need a discount. I just... Like yeah. for it to be a gallon over the little bottles. Like he can charge me that same amount of money. I just want the gallon jug of it instead of a oh, bunch yeah. of little bottles. You know, I'll keep I... one that I can carry in my pocket and then oh, I'll yeah. keep the gallon jug on the counter. Um, oh, I yeah. will say, bro, Taco, man, outside of, you know, the PTG social media, 
if there was another one you were also going to follow while you logged on to Instagram or Facebook and followed the PTDG uh, social media, dude, his Instagram all the time is just. Oh yeah, I his love Facebook is too. I don't know where he finds these pictures. I don't know. I I pretend like it's him because I just want to imagine Sean is just this is like adventurous world traveling guy gathering all these. I know some of them are him, but then some of them I just I just imagine it's him out there. It just oh, makes yeah. it that much more entertaining. That dude is vibing every day all day if it seems like yeah. you know it, it's great to see also don't forget to stop over at sunstar-breaking.com um once again i am working on a promo code but i am it illiterate uh so please shoot me over an email at support at sunstar-breaking.com put something power to the ground oriented so that i know where you came from and i'll hook you up with 30 percent. so Let's uh, let's get that going. And also, congratulations to our Pick'em leaders. I'm not going to say congratulations to you, Austin, because you are messing with my with my feng shui <laughs> here. After I was talking crap for, I, there was a lot of weeks where I was like, Austin, you better step up your game, and then you just show up, dude. Uh, but congratulations to Cole Platt. Uh, so far, he is leading us all with 107 points. Uh, myself and Tiller are also thrown into the mix for a three-way tie. Uh, congrats to the uh, the guys that are one point behind us to make the whole top five within one point. To me, that is amazing. And I don't think we could have scripted it to work yeah, I any better. I And yeah, full disclaimer, we did not script it to be like that. This is yeah. pure coincidence. Like I was, I was very far behind at some point and I've just a little bit every week. I've, I'm close for some stuff in Pulp right now. But the anxiety I have about picks during Atlanta week are are up there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, this is definitely the most fun. It, to me, it's the most it's the most pressure because I am up there. I'm I'm tied for first place. You know, I historically I've never done good at fantasy. So this this whole year is I'm ha- just having a phenomenal year. But there's also a lot of pressure because I'm like, I don't want to mess up. Like I'm doing so good. Like, Oh, how do I feel about this guy? I don't know. You know, like what do you have for mm-hmm. breakfast? You know? What yep. I mean? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening, listening to everything, reading everything on Saturdays. Um, and you know, that's the thing too. If anybody, um, I know we'll probably be back next week. I'll be more than happy to, to lay down some, semi uh, potential picks for Saturday going into Atlanta that I think are good that I'll, I'll stamp it and I'll call uh, Tiller safe picks going in uh going into that one but i definitely don't mind if anybody's uh kind of curious and uh wants to see it i'll start throwing some stuff out there on the the facebook on before on race day during the day kind of letting you know what i've heard and read and who may or may not be a be the safe pick uh if you're interested in using that for your pick strategy yeah yeah that's uh i mean if anybody's gonna do it it's gonna be you because i literally just say hey I don't know. This dude's had a pretty good year. I'm kind of feeling him or it's just anything like that. So, uh, there you go, man. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, Ooh, another new commenter. Oh, Amy getting after you. So, uh, right. So I, I would 110% do that. I, I will sit here and, run like the producer and put all the stuff that we figure out up on the screen so that you can run through all this. Let's, let's make this happen. We'll figure it out. 
I don't know if we yeah. can do it on a Tuesday round, but we'll figure something out. I'll, worst case scenario, I can I'll put something up on the Facebook. Very minimal. We'll get some yeah. we'll get some suggested day of picks out there that, yeah. that day. And I think uh, Jesse's going to do the um, the race preview shows on on Fridays. I think right now because he is jammed up on Thursday nights. That's why you get to look at our lovely faces. So it's uh he might be doing that, but I'm sure we can figure out something between yourself and me that we can talk about on Thursday nights to keep this going. Oh, dude, always, always. <laughs> I think, I think if anything, you and I have proven that we can find something to talk about. Oh yeah. For an hour uh, on Thursday nights. Oh yeah, definitely. But with that, I got to say bye. I got to put my kids to bed. If not, they might, uh, they might wake up and try to get me at the, in the middle of the night. So look at you getting comments. I know. Look at me. <laughs> my face is beautiful. Oh. Hopefully hope that's my wife. So hopefully she didn't hear all the fantasy smack talk earlier. Um, because if not, there will probably be hell to pay as soon as I walk up those steps. But either way, it has been an excellent night with you guys. Hopefully I did a little bit better at the, uh, at the beginning. Um, we are figuring this out and I know that last week I did go slow. I do apologize about that. I, my brain just does not work that fast. So make sure that you guys say good luck to Jesse on whatever he's going to school for so that that Marine can figure out how to color in the lines. Um, <laughs> and with that, I'm going to say good night guys. Have a great night. We'll catch you later. Till it. Peace guys.